Hey girl, hey. 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 I do. Yes, I do. Okay. So, initially start off as a slumber party uh, after a couple glasses of wine. <laughs> and then like comes a slumber party. <laughs> hey girl, hey. <laughs> I'm LaShawn Tipton, better known as the Chatter Chick. Hey, girl, hey. I am the Millennial Chick, Jerry Tipton. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. Hey. It is the Hey, Girl, Hey podcast on Urban Media Today. Uh, big shouts to Urban Media Today. Um, if you're Shout listening out. to us on if you're listening to us right now, then you're probably watching us live on YouTube. But if you are listening to us on Saturday at 9.30 a.m., then you're listening to us via Live 365 and tune in on Urban Media Today Radio, which you can check in every day, 24-7. Listen, the station music is, good. is good. The music is really good. It's old school. It's old, old school, school hip-hop mixes, Saturday podcasts like the Saturday cartoons, you got to mm-hmm. check it out. Look up Urban Media Today, um, Urban call. Media Today Radio on Live 365 and tune in also at UrbanMediaToday.com. You can listen live online. I'm your radio chick, Kiki Brown. And I am the chatter chick, LaShawn. And I am y'all millennial chick, Yuri. So we just dropping last names now? Because yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I did say that afterwards. You did? Okay. Anyway, so just in case this is the first time you're watching or just the first time you're listening, we recap the week and we talk about the craziness that happened throughout the week. We give our own opinion and then um, we, you know, we get into some girl talk and some rumors and stuff like that. And we have a good time. So let's right. uh, talk about Trump's impeachment hearings. Have you all watched it? Just in pieces. I was looking at a little bit of it today, actually, before we got on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's a mess. It is, a, it is a total mess. I don't know. I'm a little bit nervous. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, it's one minute I feel like they're going to do it. They're going to do it. Then I'm like, oh, they're going to do what? They're not going to, you what, give them a verdict? What do you mean? Do what? You know, they're do what? The, the, the whole can I, yeah. Can I... yeah. We got a little freeze there. Uh oh. Okay. Wait, go ahead. Say it again. You, you froze up. Yep. Go ahead. Okay. Get back. Get back. Okay, <laughs> and I'm back. But uh, I was saying, I didn't know they could still go through with it, even though he's not in office anymore. Yeah. He, that's where I guess they really don't want that man to run again in 24. You know? Oh and yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want him to. But I don't. Uh, I don't see him. I don't know. He's I like know. he got something on like these other Republicans because they said they showed a video tape that was like 13 minutes long or 15 minutes long and it was showing the whole insurrection and some republicans like switched over sides like this is too much to even watch the other one said nope you know like his dude lindsey graham and him and i don't know after seeing that even they even show like mitt romney going down the hall like doop 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 and then that (laughs) he was he was on his way down the hall and then the the black officer was like I am walking. Da, da, da. So that officer was like, that black officer was like, yo, 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 turn around, turn around. So then he said, oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> so he turns around, but, and they were calling for Pence, the vice president. Like, what disrespect? This is the ultimate disrespect, and Republicans can't see that. So 
the president got them all excited about this, but then whenever they got to, and he said, let's go to the Capitol. Yeah. And then when they got there, they hollered out for the vice president. Right. So what else do you need? Yeah. So, um, you know, they're acting like this is like not a big deal, but it really is. It really I, is. I watched it and I watched a lot of it, a lot of the coverage. I was uh, fascinated behind um, the testimonies. Hey, Tammy, we have our guest, Tammy Thompson here joining <laughs> us. We're talking yeah. about the uh, Trump impeachment hearings. And I know you I know you watched it. So we're going to chime in on that. But me watching it, I watched the opening arguments um, from the Democrats. And <laughs> I thought it was hilarious hearing Trump's attorneys just Mm-hmm. I, first of all, I, I, there are so many, th- and I follow Tammy on Facebook. So some of the things that we're probably going to say, I think he, you mentioned something like he was drinking, one of his lawyers was drinking water, but he was holding his head. It was like, is his head going to fall off? Like, what was that yeah. about? Yeah, he's trying to keep his hair on. Like, was that, but he didn't have any. So no, I didn't understand. No. It's, it's a Jewish, it's a Jewish tradition. Like when they drink or eat, they uh, bless their food. Uh, uh, so it was a blessing. Like he, he puts a blessing on what he, uh, he drinks. Okay. okay. So that's what that was. It was just and he was going back that. like this, but it's like he he puts a blessing on his food and his drink. See, you have to explain that to us because we thinking that your head or your toupee gonna fall yeah. off. Right, right, and right. Now, because he didn't have any hair. It and was now you're, head up it was nothing there. So every time he it did that, there. I was like, I, okay. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. But I I thought that um, I I, I don't recall any of the speaker names, but one of the representatives, the woman who just slayed it, honey, she, what's her name? The Royal Blue? Yes. Yes. I I don't remember her name, but she was amazing. And not because she looked amazing, but, um, and I hate to call, to say how wonderful a Black woman is because she's so articulate. She was so articulate, but she was very, she was a very confident woman. And I mean, her, her presentation was on point. It was precise. And I'm just thinking like any person that's in that room that's looking at this and you still side with the rioters or you still side with Trump, you you have to have a separate agenda. It yeah. cannot be you your owe agenda him money. can't be right. you or you got a tape your, out. He's a sex tape. Campaign. He, he did something. You know, it, yeah. it, it just it it makes absolutely no sense how mm-hmm. how crazy this was. These people were angry. They were cursing and they were like, "We're we." If they would have caught Mitt Romney, or, they would have killed him, or Nancy or, Pelosi, or Pence. They would have killed them. That's loyalty. There's you tell no, me, Tammy. There's no doubt about it. I mean, it it for people who aren't so far gone and distant from reality, it is so yeah. obvious that Trump set this up mm-hmm. even way before the election. Back in August, he started talking about the Proud election that it had to be rigged. He started setting this yeah. up yeah, he did. months ago. Yeah. He made it very clear uh, years ago when the uh, you know folks in North Carolina, the, the Tiki Torch guys. Oh, South Carolina. There's good people on both sides. Even before he ran for election, he knew who his base was. Right, yeah. he knew who his base was. They knew, and and I have to say, as much as I can't stand the man, he ran a brilliant campaign. 
because he knew exactly who his hatred was. Mm -hmm. right? He used to run on hate. He used mm -hmm. to run on poor, white, uneducated people who yep. are afraid of losing their footing in white supremacy in this country. Yeah. And that is how he was elected. And so he always had to maintain his stance and keep that base roused up the entire four years that he was president. And mm -hmm. when he knew, he knew that he was not going to win this election. He wow. knew. It. I was just going to say that he knew he wasn't going to win. He, he did, did, and that's what he did. And that's that's a determinant. Like you, you say, uh, they're they're cheating. You said that they were going to cheat even before people started before. voting, even before the election. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't, I don't. So here's my thing. I don't see them. I don't see this man going to jail. No, I don't know if he'll be acquitted. Here's where I want: just take the, just take his power away, just, oh, just, yeah. in, just make sure that he cannot run ever again for any type of office. Well, he, he can't be, be hall king. monitor. He can't even be hall monitor in a school. He cannot no, he even be safety patrol. I don't want this brother getting an orange safety belt, crossing guard, nothing. He's gonna get it. But here he can't. He shouldn't be able to. I don't believe he's going to be um, convicted of this impeachment. He won't mm -hmm. be, right? But I do think that he has some serious legal issues coming his way. Oh, yeah. yeah New York. It's New York Florida. and Florida. Is it Florida as yeah. well? Uh, Georgia. Georgia. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Because he's and a citizen now, so... Yeah, as a private citizen, Trump is in trouble. Um, yeah. Now, whether or not he will be convicted and really have to do any real time, time. I, don't, I don't know about because you know white collar crime is a whole nother thing. It's different. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. It's a whole nother thing. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. real. That's white collar crime. They go to they go to jail. And, Golf um, course. Given they get real turkey. Exactly. <laughs> They get the whole they meal don't get, Thanksgiving. They don't get lunch meat. They don't get lunch meat, Tucker. They get the whole meal with a dressed up table and everything. But I do believe that he is going to be accountable for a lot of stuff. Oh. I'm hoping that the District of Columbia will be able to put together uh, a criminal case against him. Yeah. Um, I, I feel for like inciting for the inciting a riot. As a civil case, as a criminal, uh, case. as a criminal, because this isn't a criminal case now. This is just impeachment hearing. This is really, you know, I get why the Democrats decided to move. I think it, they did the right thing. Right. Okay. But the outcome that I think people are expecting is not going to happen. He's not right. impeached. Um, I don't, you know, the Republicans are too afraid to do the right thing. Um, you know, their political futures hinge on Trump's base. Mm. And so they're never, because they care so much about their political futures, they won't do the right thing. Their moral mm. is gone. Their, you know, their fortitude to do the right thing is gone. Um, and I don't know how they sleep at night, but, you know, that's part of, I think, part of politics. Mm -hmm. um, and, but I think there will be a reckoning of some sort because I do think the Republican Party resents Trump taking over their party. Mm -hmm. I think there are mm -hmm. middle of the road Republicans who are disgusted with what is going on. Right. Well, yeah. well, 
let let's uh, other people who are disgusted other people who are disgusted and i and i want to switch gears because we only have 10 minutes to go for this segment um rachel dozier i do not know her black name i don't know her sis name Mm-hmm. But I she mean, wanted, she wanted invited. Cousin. She well, your cousin wanted invited to the picnic, oh, and she is getting cousin. picnic treatment. Homegirl oh, says she has not been able to find a job in six years. Welcome to it's, our world. <laughs> she has been outed <laughs> since she's identified herself as an African American. I'm sorry, as a black woman in 2015, she changed her name. Um, and she she's getting the full black experience. And yeah. she was on Tamron and she's just like, I can't find a job. I mean, let me tell you, she could do some her. Oh, she, I was about to her. Listen, the documentary, let me just say this. I, she's the a documentary great was dope. Yeah. She got, she got skills. She, she got skills. To me, because I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can't do it. But she she definitely has some legitimate skills. Doesn't she? She was doing the parts all straight. Yeah. She looked like she can get dandruff and you know put the grease on there. You know what? Like, I can't. You know, scrub it with the little you know, you know, Rachel. Rose. She can do that. Do we have any do we have any advice for sis? Do we just need to tell her to suck it up like us? Listen, you just gonna have to do some hair on the weekends, work at the grocery store during the week, like Uh, we do. Apply to little temp agency, she'll get a job, you know. One thing about us, we're very accepting of everybody, I think. You know what I mean? Like, you know. We have we accepted her? We're have like, come we on accepted? In. We have no, I no, thought no. She was cool. She's your cousin. She's not anybody else's cousin. I thought she was cool. <laughs> oh, I mean, I she, she, wanted, cool. she. I think she had an opportunity to be cool, and she blew it. You know. Yeah. But I do think that I, I don't know if I believe that she's being turned away from a whole bunch. She's a very educated woman. Right. Did she go to like Howard or something? She's a very I don't know, child. I can't believe it. HBCU, yes, she did. She pledged them. Is she an AKA or something? I think, I think she, she is did. in a sorority. I think she's she ain't no Zeta. <laughs> <laughs> she pledged and everything, but she was out there like marching. She did. I mean, she she did, she did lot, all yeah. the things. She did a lot. So you know, I'm cool with that. I'm all right. Like you want to identify like that? No, you get her. You. Give her a job, cause. I, I, you give her a job it's all about how well you work she, she's good i mean if i had a shop i definitely would bring her in oh yeah. a shop yeah yeah because i think she's, she's a not applying player. for shop jobs says she's applying for executive positions she is a she's a graduate she's an educated woman yeah well yeah she can work whatever oh. she I would like to know where she's been applying to. Because I don't right. okay. what type of job is she looking well, you at? You know she's on Instagram. She will respond to you on Instagram. Yeah, I don't she will. can't find a job. I'm I not following her. She wants a certain kind of job and can't get it. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, because that's what what's our what's our um Jim Jim and who? Jim Jim, Jim, Jim and Keisha. And Keisha. <laughs> Jim Jim and Keisha. They need to get together, put together. They yeah. need to start a um a, a paralegal. What's the the prepaid yeah. legal? Prepaid legal. <laughs> they get that shit. I know. Start selling that. people Jim cell phone yeah. service. They got stuff going on. They could be entrepreneurs. It. Yeah. So she, knowing her, she's applying for a, a position as a black led a black led nonprofit. Knowing her, she's trying to work at Essence. Yeah. <laughs> 
She wanted to ride work at Essence. You know, and that's why she can't get a job because she's trying to yeah. think what's holding her back is that she's indicating on her application. Black. She's black. And black. And they look well, at her, her name is like this Nigerian name. That's why and, and they're like, they're looking at the application. They're like, this ain't who this woman you think this is. If she put Rachel Dolezal on an application, she could get a job. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't call her Dozier, Lord Dolezal. Okay. And- <laughs> They gonna hire right. Rachel. Well, we got five. We got five minutes. What about showing some love to the TikToker who put gorilla glue in oh. her damn hair? Uh, oh, turn off my mic. <laughs> um, poor girl. Poor girl. She. I don't know what she was so, thinking. So, I wasn't thinking at all. Oh. I've and never even have- heard of gorilla glue. I've she used it. it. I got it here. I've never used it. I've never heard of it. So she put Gorilla Glue on her hair and did not realize that it's not something that you use in your hair. Is it, what is it, to put houses together? What is Gorilla Glue for? Put wood and stuff together, stuff for your house. It's like, it's like a super glue. It's just, that's what, did she get it from the hair store or Home Depot? Home Depot. She ran out of the Gossipy Glue hairspray to hold her hair down. So she said, I'm going to try Gorilla Glue. So she knew what she was doing and she could not get it out, she said, for like six months. She tried 15 times to wash her hair and she had to get surgery, you know, to have the doctor remove it. The doctor removed it for free. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to they count flew the her in TMZ. TMZ. She got she got mad TV time. She got hundreds yeah. of thousands of dollars for a GoFundMe. Yeah. What was the, she's not going to sue Gorilla Glue because she knew damn well there's no case. Well, so I now where's the money? Part. Where's the money going? I don't, for herself, trying to get a new wig. Sis gonna have some hella ponies and some wigs. You hear me? She gonna have to get box braids for the rest of her life. She gonna life open up a beauty store. Time. She gonna open oh. up a beauty for life. A beauty for People life. People are gonna donate to her. To be honest, I met, listen, I hope she takes that money and does something like that. I hope she builds some kind of business or something off of that. I really do. You know, and I've been seeing a lot of chatter and a lot of conversations amongst black women in particular mm-hmm. where it's like half and half. You know, some people are like clowning her, like, really? How could you be so dumb? Like, mm-hmm. And then the other half are like, you know, why do we do this to black women? And, and I'm kind of confused um, because I think, of course, I want to have empathy for anybody that's going through some. But my challenge with this is going on social media. Like, first of all, like you did that, okay, you went on social media, you did the video, like I felt like you thought it was funny and that you were making this video for attention, although some people are saying that she did it because she was really trying to get help from people like, what should I do? So, you know, my thing is for a young girl, if it was a young girl that did this, I probably would Yeah. But mm-hmm. she's 40. She's I didn't 40. know she was 40. She got old. And I think Shay says she's a teacher. And she's a teacher. She ain't teaching my kid. She knows so that's, you know, it's kind of like, you know, and what is this hair? You know, you know, it's this hair. This know, is, but Tammy, this is what I'm saying. 
we are so obsessed with our hair that we will do anything just yeah. to lay it she did that to lay it down where were you going yeah. we're in a pandemic everything is closed where are you going you get you're not going to the club you're not going to the picnic where are you going boo where are you going you know, some people are going to the club and the picnics yeah well well let me tell you the little shops are open the little hair shops are open okay so you know what i, I thought this was a little interesting it's gorilla glue but we got african pride hair grease so maybe she thought gorilla africa i'm is not the thing i'm not maybe she thought I that won't, but i'm not but i'm not no doing no this with no you. i think it's i think it's the wrong thing but you know because we got we got the grease that has africa maybe she thought Af- but listen listen mm-hmm. if you have to get something for your hair from a hardware store <laughs> it doesn't make sense but then again in our neighborhood or you can go to the corner store to buy it. cigarettes and get hair, True. glue, yeah. and and yeah. a pound of bologna. And a hammer. You could get a hammer. The, you get from the store bus. You got the store bus. Yeah. You got some milk. You got, you got to some be cigarettes. You got a loaf of bread. And you, you may have enough for some sunflower seeds at the store bus for $20. So She did that for a stunt. Because the first thing you do once you're here is glued to your head. You don't get on Instagram and say, how to get this off? You go, I'm going to go to urgent care to the clinic or something. Nobody gets on Instagram. It was a month. She said that had been in for a month. Yeah, she did. Yep, and tried to wash it off 15 times. So I say that she is the... She is the example of helmet head. She is the picture. Exactly. It looks like one of she won't. I bet you she won't do that again. Remember mm-hmm. the Ken dolls? The, remember Ken? The Ken doll? The head? The plaque? Yeah. Ooh, could could you imagine that itching underneath that joint? You can't even get a a, a rat tail in there. You, like, you can't even get a paper clip under there. Oh, yeah, you just be hitting your head. Yeah, that's all right. We're gonna we're gonna. We're gonna take a quick. We're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna get a little serious. Yes, I think she did get get the donkey donkey today. I think she did get the donkey today. We're gonna switch gears, and we're glad that Tammy's with us today. Tammy Thompson, uh, she is a strong voice in the African American community here in the city of Pittsburgh, and her 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 name is actually uh, building. Um, and it has so much weight. Google her. Make sure you make sure you check out check her out. Um, she has a nonprofit organization called Catapult, and we're going to talk about Catapult um, in the final twenty minutes of the show. Tammy, I want to know what you think about Denver and them starting a star pilot program. I'm going to get more into it about how they've decided not to defund the police and how it's been a great. Um, program for the people in Denver, but we're talking about Denver. So I don't know if we can mimic it here. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. It's the Hey Girl Hey podcast on Urban Media Today. Hold tight. To advertise on Urban Media Today and Urban Media Today Radio with 24-7 exposure and online exclusives, email editor at urbanmediatoday.com. Urban Media Today is an online blog magazine specializing in urban lifestyle, finance, entertainment, HBCU sports, and more. Hey girl, hey. Hey girl, hey. So this this is this is Tammy. This is when you hear this is when I say hey girl, hey, you go, hey. Oh, hey, 
Tammy Thompson joins us today. We're going to talk to her about her new uh, nonprofit called Catapult and how it's making big noise here in the city of Pittsburgh. Get ready for uh, it to make noise where you are. I know that people are listening from all across the country. Thank you so much to Anchor FM and Apple Podcast and Google Podcast and Spotify and uh, Apple and Anchor. I said Podbean and we're just heard everywhere. And right now we are live on YouTube. If you're listening, we are recording on Thursday. You're listening on Saturday at live on Live 365 Urban Media Today Radio. Um, thank you so much, Tammy, for being here. And thank you all for listening. So we're going to dive right in. No defunding in Denver. They have reduced their police interaction and it's saved lives, actually, according to The Root, I believe. Um, I, I lost my site page, but uh, the Denver uh, area is proving that you don't need to defund the police. They started a new program called the Star Pilot Program, um, and they're sending specially trained mental health professionals, not the police, to 911 calls. This is something that's been discussed in conversation. I've heard about this, and they're actually doing it. And since they've started, they've responded to 748 calls over the last six months. Not once they need to call the police to assist, not one arrest, not one sent to jail, not one person was shot, not one person was killed. At full capacity, the program, according to the article, could prevent thousands of police interactions a year in Denver alone. Um, And it says that uh, communities have fewer police interactions, fewer deaths and arrests that happen if they mimic this type of program. Could this happen in every city? Could you see this happening uh, in Pittsburgh? What are your thoughts about this? uh, this, uh, Tammy, you can uh, respond first. What do you think about this? You know, the fact that you mentioned Denver, so I got a couple of things to say about this. First, I think it's amazing. I think this should be happening all across the country. Uh, because it is very true that most police calls, a big, big portion of police calls are people who are having mental health episodes yep. that can't be brought under control by yep. you know, either their family members or uh, a regular citizen, and they don't know what else to do, so they call the police, right? Or they call 911, right? But the police are dispatched. So right. think about the difference in Denver, Colorado, and Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. One, it's a much more liberal uh, state and city mm-hmm. that has the has had the very smart fortitude to utilize uh, the legalization of marijuana to fund innovative and creative programming that benefits the people. That is the difference. That is what needs to be happening here. Now, in Pennsylvania, you know that, first of all, uh, marijuana isn't legal here uh, for recreational use. Um, and so this state is not getting the benefit of the tax dollar, the massive tax dollar that legalization of marijuana causes. And, and because they have that excess budget, because they have that money, they can afford to experiment and be creative and be innovative and find ways to do what's right by their citizens. The minute we get smart enough, and I'm praying that our Lieutenant Governor, uh, Lieutenant Governor Fetterman makes it to the governor's seat. And I really do because I believe that he gets it. 
I believe that we are on the cusp of being able to do something very similar here, right? Because what it really boils down to is money, right? Mm -hmm. It always is going to come down to the budget and the, providing the proper training and providing the proper, you know, whatever a police department needs to be able to uh, pilot a program like this. And right now they don't have the funding. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about defunding, right, that just, they are already, they're done listening. As soon as you start talking about taking away their money, it changes people's ability to be creative and innovative. Mm -hmm. That money is what is going to create more opportunities to be creative and innovative and, and ultimately save people's lives and do the right thing by people. Okay. I totally agree with that. I think I think the, the, the terminology when they say defunding is wrong. It's reallocation. Because if you don't have the money to pay behavioral health specialists, you just reallocate the money for them. Right. You know, right. like we wouldn't have the incident that happened. What was, was that in Buffalo? The young girl that got pepper sprayed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she was having a mental issue that someone could have came in and talked to her and it would have been okay. She didn't have to get pepper sprayed in the face. But so often they send the police to do this kind of work. So you're, you're right. And we haven't used the creative resources because it's all about money to learn how to use, uh, like when I went to Denver and I, I, I was working there for a week. And so I had the opportunity to be there during, during a Sunday night when the Broncos played. So the most fun you have is in their parking lot than you do in the stadium. Uh -huh. um, they actually, since, since weed is legal, I don't smoke weed or anything like that. They have less fights yeah. and everything. Yep. Because people are just real chill. Hello and, and chill. That's right. Yes. Yep. You know, and they're they and get time for that, man. Yes. They were making eye. pounds of money <laughs> on food. Oh my god. People money. had yes. And across from the stadium was this was this place where you can um like smoke weed and you can play video games. And it was like people just it was so chill. And I was like, well, well, dang, you know but they know how to use the money. They, they know that there's money in that. And so I thought it was a cool place. Yes, they got it. Yeah. yeah. I don't Thank know you. if Pennsylvania could get it. It's going to take us a while. It's yeah. going to take a while. We're always late to the party, right? We're always late to the good, always. Always yeah. good parties anyway. You know, we first Do you think that we need a younger administration? Do you think that we have an older administration. We have an administration that's been around and in seat that's been seated for so long. The city council and uh, the mayor and 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 we have such a I don't even want to say conservative, but our our uh, community, the white community, the black community, people don't like. You know, you always say Pittsburghers don't like change. They mess with their Steelers. Don't don't mess with their sports events. Don't mess with their money. They mess with their jobs or something like that. It's just it's just don't mess don't don't mess with it. And um, I I I think that Fetterman has a good argument. Like that is not the problem. Meth is the problem. Okay. Heroin is the problem. Alcohol. Yeah, is alcohol. The problem. But that ain't the problem. You know. I think so. I think so. And in talking to our millennial here, you know, I don't I don't know if if your generation even gives it much thought because our generation, we're just like we're always thinking about how are we gonna approach this and this is not safe and blah 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 blah. Where your generation just like, I mean, give it a try. Why not? What the hell are you gonna lose? We're more uh, you know, risk takers, you know. Uh, thanks. Yeah. 
<laughs> we're, we're a lot more risk takers, you know what I mean? And uh, I think with us, we just go out and do it. You know, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. At least we try. I feel like the people who are in that position, they're really stubborn and stuck in their ways. And like you said, they don't want to adapt to change. Where you get, you know, a new, fresh set of eyes, you know, new uh, ideas or whatever from, you know, to be the young generation. It could work, you know, definitely. I think they need to be more open about, you know, letting different people in, you know, from uh, different backgrounds and different ages, you know, younger ages, you know, to kind of see the issue. You know, it could always be a new, like I said, fresh set of eyes, you know what I mean, to come in and just like, look, let's do this. Let's change that, you know, and someone else can be like, oh, you know, I never thought of it that way. So. I think for sure they could use a little, some, you know, younger people, you know, on that board or in that position to help with, you know, the problem. It makes me think about, remember a few years ago, um, when, uh, was it the social worker or whatever was in the parking lot with the client and he had autism, remember that? And they had their hands up. Remember that a while ago? Remember that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so, and I don't remember the story, you know, exactly, but the police were called and the social worker was like, hey, like, chill out, you know, this is my my client, you know, he's going through an episode or something like that. And I forgot the story afterwards, but it makes you think, like, this should have been happening, you know what I mean? Like, because the police they don't know much about it. You know, they don't know much about, you know, the mental health field or, you know, that's, that's not in your expertise. They come in there to, you know, find out what the issue is and arrest you, you know what I mean? And, and that's it. They doing their job. Well, that part of their job, they're not looking like deep into it. So having like that mental health professional come in is like, you know what he is having a psychotic break, you know, he's not mentally stable. Let me take care of it. It would decrease the amount of police killings and, you know, uh, unlawful arrests that's been going on. So I, I hope to see that type of change, you know, throughout everywhere. But like you said, Pennsylvania, it may take a little bit longer, a little bit longer revenue from legalization of marijuana coming here because this is happening not only on our streets it's happening in our schools too mm-hmm. so having schools the police and school security even though most of the school security that i know are there acting not just as security they're also acting as social workers mm-hmm. and, right but if we had more money to invest in mental health crisis yeah. we wouldn't see so much need for police to be everywhere and, and have their hands and things that they're just not trained to do, right? right. It's dangerous to have these people with guns and violence and people who've been trained to, uh, the, their de-escalation training is basically get them down on the ground, like get them down. And that's not going to work in a mental health crisis. Not so, and again, it all comes back to the money. And the funding. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think legalization of marijuana would be the smartest thing that has happened in this state in a very long time. But you know, it's really hard sometimes when you think about some of the policies and laws that happen in this city. It's almost hard to remember that this is a mostly Democratic county. Mm-hmm. Allegheny County. Allegheny, yeah. County. Allegheny, yeah. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, oh, I almost forgot 
that this is <laughs> because they're so conservative. It's like so conservative and so far from, you know, the reality, <laughs> reality and the so-called progressive yeah. city that we like to pretend that we are. We're not as progressive at all. And we're not yeah. just talking about, we're not just talking about whites. That's right. We're not. I mean, even our community, we are so not open to trying new things. We're not open to change. We're not, you know, we don't like, we don't want to investigate. We don't want to try things. We don't trust anything. Um, It's a trust. We don't, yeah. Listen, there's so many of the people living in our communities who have never left their- Been downtown. They never left their neighborhoods. Yeah. Right, they have such a a limited perception of the world. That, you know, your perception of the world is created by your experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to leave this city sometimes to even be able to be to see, like, hold up. Wow, I didn't realize we were so stifled. Every mm-hmm. time I go somewhere yeah. else, and I love to travel because this city will suck. Oh, yeah. You have to be able to go somewhere else and wreck other people. Other people. I remember the first time I went to Atlanta. I cried. I had never seen so many black people in one place, yeah. literally. It's like that in Baltimore too. You're like, wow, you know, you are black. You Ooh. know, when you come to Pittsburgh, you knew. Mm-hmm. But well, if you Pittsburgh go to Atlanta, like, if you go to Baltimore, you'd be like, never. Like, oh. like it. And that was like overwhelming for me to mm-hmm. realize that I've been in this city so long that I hadn't even recognized how stifling it was to be here as a black woman, right? Mm-hmm. And go somewhere else and everywhere I look, it was black people it was like, okay. You know what, you know what, Tammy, it, what, what's, what I find troubling is how we are as a community, not receptive to the creativity that others have. So I right. grew up here, went to high school, um, I left Pittsburgh in 2008, I believe. And I lived in, yeah, in 2008, I lived in Baltimore, lived and worked in Baltimore for eight years and came back and everything that I learned in Baltimore, not only did I, did I work in Baltimore, but I also worked in DC and I worked in New York and there was so much I learned. There were so many people who had planted seeds in me and helped me become the creative person that I am today. And to bring all that in a ball of excitement, coming back to Pittsburgh, like, okay, so let's do this. And it's just like, hold up. I'm going to need you to sit down. We don't, ain't nobody got time for that. We got to wait a minute now. This is Pittsburgh. We ain't got time. And it's just like, I don't understand. We will complain about how we're not progressive, but we are part of the, 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 the lack of the, the problem that we have that's lack of progressiveness if that makes sense like we're a part of that it's like but we're a part of it because this is what happens when you live in a city like this Mm -hmm. your creativity your uh belief that things can be different your belief that we as black people can be this big bold beautiful thing it gets crushed out of you Mm-hmm. it gets crushed out of you by mm-hmm. poorly existing as a black person in this city yeah 
Mm-hmm. And so if this is all you know, if this is all you've ever been exposed to, then you it starts to settle into your spirit and into your yeah. it's like a limiting it's like a Mm -hmm. prison that you create for yourself because you haven't seen how the other folks are doing it right and Mm -hmm. so you coming back with these grand ideas is like what is she talking about yeah crazy she crazy (laughs) you have to be able to see yourself in these ideas you have to be it to believe that it can actually happen and that's why it's so important to get out of this city you know and 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 move around like move around and see that this is a lot of a lot of things that happen with us if you look at the design and the demographics of pittsburgh we're separated by bridges Mm -hmm. and so you would get you would think that if you there's people that don't cross bridges they do everything on their side of town and never cross a bridge. There are certain people that would be like on the east side and will shop on the east side, Monroeville Mall, that there's nothing in there. And we'll keep shopping that when there's like other malls, South Hills, all this, and we'll not go to those. Or if they go to them, they're like, I didn't know all those shops were there. Mm-hmm. Then we buy on, we buy only on our side of town and we let realtors show us houses only on this side of town. Whenever your tax dollars can pay where your money can pay wherever you want to go. So it's not, we don't have to separate and say, this is ours. This is our part of it. You know, and then if you look at our bus design, Hmm. buses, our buses do not go to certain areas at all. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. 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 That's intentional. That's intentional. So, you know, when we think, oh, so the bus don't get us there catch an uber that's right mm-hmm. you there's way that you, that you can get there all because the bus doesn't take you there doesn't mean you're not allowed there but pittsburgh, mm-hmm. yeah you're right and pittsburgh is one of the most self-segregated cities it's segregated oh, yeah. yeah of course and we celebrate yeah. it we celebrate it we what's going to change that ladies what's well, and i know that we've gotten off subject we're talking about the the police and the whole situation the star program star pilot program in denver but we've moved on just talking about the 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 limitless efforts or the the limitless resources that this city has or even welcomes um, here in Pittsburgh. But what what's going to change that? What okay. we're in 2021. We what have two black is- men running for mayor right now. And I made that face yeah. for a reason. I think there's a reason I said there's a reason I said too but anyway yeah physically too yes Uh don't don't ask questions don't worry about it so I'm just saying like like Tammy's laughing because I'm talking about so (laughs) she know what I'm talking about but there needs to be some change and we only have a minute left in this segment and then we'll dive in with uh, catapult but what's going to change this I think for me you know one of the things has to be that we have to see ourselves everywhere, right? right. We've been mm. told that there are only certain places that we go, right? We've been shown by how the intentionality around uh, zoning practices, we just mentioned transportation, like these things have been intentional, right? Yeah. It's intentional that uh, most Black folks are living in the highest populations of poverty in this city. Right, the three H's, the H's, I call them: Hill, Hazelwood, Homewood. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, it's been intentional. That was by design, 
And yeah. the only thing that has really changed it is the Section 8 movement, right? And people having to be being forced out of these communities because they can't afford to live in the city anymore. So people are starting to end up in these fringe communities, right? I, you know, I think what I really want to see, and I just had this conversation with somebody today, I would love to see a Black middle-class neighborhood. Let me hold that because that is such a deep subject and we have that used to be. Let's get into that next. We're going to take a short break. We are going all in. We're going to catapult with Tammy Thompson and talk about uh, her new program, Catapult. And we're going to dive in on this this subject right here. This is good. This is the Hey Girl Hey podcast on Urban Media today. Hold on real quick. Are you registered to vote? Are you voting by mail or in person? Do you want to meet some candidates? The Voter Empowerment, Education, and Enrichment Movement, that's Veeam Pittsburgh, is here to help. Call the Veeam Team hotline at 412-465-0551 for information about the election or if you need help with transportation. Tune in to Voter Empowerment Mondays at 7 p.m. live on Facebook. That's V-E-E-E-M Pittsburgh. Or call 412-465-0551 to Day. Hey girl, hey. Hey girl, hey. Hey, hey. there you go. You know, it's the it's the Hey Go Hey podcast on Urban Media today. We we got real serious. We were talking about uh, Denver Star Program, Star Pilot Program, and then we talked about what Pittsburgh doesn't have. And uh, it's appropriate because our guest um, is a poverty expert. She's the creator of the psychology of poverty. She's also the executive director and founder of Catapult Greater Pittsburgh, um, which is launched uh, to provide economic justice through personal growth opportunities, peer-to-peer support, wealth building, trauma-informed, informed financial literacy, and policy advocacy. Tammy Thompson is a big name uh, in the Pittsburgh community, in the county, and worldwide. Basically, she's on her way. She's let's let's just claim that. Let's just claim that. <laughs> You are a serious sister. You are doing big things. Your name got some weight, sis. So thank you so much for being on the show. And before we got on the break, uh, to the break, you were talking about a middle class. What was it? And you said, and LaShawn said pinhills, but you asked a question and go ahead and respond to your own question. Something about middle class. Think about it. And because we were having that conversation about traveling to other parts of the country, almost every other major city in this country has a quote unquote black middle-class neighborhood. Pittsburgh doesn't have that. I mean, that- It used to be Penn Hills, like LaShawn said, right? I remember seeing that in the Ebony Magazine when they were talking, this was years ago. And I was like, because- If you grew up and you knew somebody in Penn Hills, you was like, oh. If you lived in Penn Hills, like, oh. I mean, you know. (laughs) Right. So this is what's happened, though, because I've had this conversation before, too. You know, I remember about 10 or 15 years ago, I was working in a program, uh, always been really, really highly focused on getting Black folks into home ownership, right? So first-time homebuyer programs are at my heart. Like, I love it. Um, But I remember about 10 or 15 years ago, trying to get families to purchase property in the Hill District. Mm -hmm. Right. And Crime property. Crime real estate i knew mm-hmm. i knew what was about to happen Many h-i double h-i double that there's such a our people have so much psychological trauma yeah so much 
poverty trauma yeah that distorts our decision making because mm-hmm. yeah. we saw an amazing investment opportunity right an amazing opportunity to purchase real estate that has and will always have a high market value mm-hmm. who grew up in the hill district the first thing they wanted to do when they had an opportunity to buy was do what leave the neighborhood yeah, yeah. and guess where they wanted to go on the other hills Penn hills yep because that was the black the black Pittsburghers, that was your key cue. You knew you had made it when mm-hmm. you right. in Penn Hills, right? Mm-hmm. If you think about what's happened to Penn Hills real estate, the values in Penn Hills continue to go down, down. every year. Why? Well, there's a lot of reasons why. Crime school district. The school district has slipped. Yeah. Ownership, the home ownership ratio. Right. Has, has reduced drastically. There's starting to be more renters and homeowners. And, and there's more single single women buying houses than families. Mm-hmm. In Penn Hills, there's a lot of single women. Right, so there's a lot of reasons why the value of properties are going down, but that's where the values are going up. The Hill District, Hazelwood, yeah. Homewood. The renovations. Yeah. Places that have historically been places that we run from because... Right. For one, we are concerned about, well, people won't be able to uh, determine if I'm one of them, right? So when I start making a little bit of money, I got to leave because I don't want people to confuse me. Really? Oh, well, you know, ain't nobody going to admit it. They ain't going to admit that's why. But whatever, whatever other people don't like, we hate. Mm-hmm. Right. We you hate know, um, You don't like it, we hate it. That's right. Or, you know, some of it is even this. People want to leave where their trauma was developed. So as a, you know, I've lived in every neighborhood in this city because I grew up poor and that's one of the byproducts of poverty is moving from house to house to house. Mm-hmm. Right. So my family, my mother yeah. moved a lot. Because mm-hmm. we got evicted, you had to move here, the rent went up, you had to move there. So we mm-hmm. ever but the Hill District was one of the favorite neighborhoods, one of my favorite neighborhoods. I, I grew up on the hill. hill. I grew up on the hill. But I'll be honest and say that, that is also where a lot of my poverty trauma was developed. Yeah. yeah. I, the Hill District was where I remembered being hungry most of the yeah. time. The Hill District was where I remembered my mom crying because she couldn't pay. Like so there was a lot of trauma. Yeah, it with being in that neighborhood, not because of the neighborhood, but just because of our circumstances. Mm-hmm. So people want to leave the place that caused them, or where they experienced the majority of their trauma, and that mm. is understandable. Understand, right? yes, understand. Right. But we have to fix that. We have to change that because we're leaving our communities, and the more we leave it, right. So as we start uh, escalating in our careers and making money instead of staying and investing in these communities we're leaving and every time somebody leaves who has the means to invest by becoming a homeowner and and building that tax revenue it diminishes the neighborhood even more so but it's a mental challenge it's a mental challenge and then also let's just keep it real our school system sucks Right, so as a homeowner, you want to buy a house. What's one of the first things you think about? What's the school? Yeah, the, the school district. Yeah, right. yeah. Like, um, so people are leaving because of that. People are leaving because for some reason we can't get our crime 
under control. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If I'm buying a house where I'm raising my kids, right? Do I want to live somewhere where I have to worry about my kid getting shot on the way home? Like these are yeah. legitimate concerns that our people have. But why have our neighborhoods not been cleaned up? What, what who 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 do we hold accountable? And there's right. a lot of answers to this. Who do we hold accountable? to say that I shouldn't have to leave the neighborhood that I grew up in, that I've grown to love, that I've built my support network around. I shouldn't have to leave that to have a better life, right? I, what can we do to make sure that our neighborhoods are worthy of investment? Well, I wanna stay. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people that wanna stay, but they, they, they've made choices uh, based on safety, based on, you know. And those, that's a big deal legitimate that's legitimate but when is the information going to get out to the community this is this is vital information this is information that everybody could could use so where does it come from where should it come from where should the message come from of course it's going to come from catapult but does the message come from city council does the mess the message come from the mayor's office does the message come from our representatives where does the message come from because we have the information and you don't know it unless you go out and find it. You know what I'm saying? So how does everyone understand that we all have a responsibility to go out and get this funding or to go back to those uh, neighborhoods that can trigger whatever trauma that you, you may have, but it's not the same. You know, I have no problem going back to the Hill District and, and buying property. I have no problem. That's, that's where I grew up. I, I'm not afraid of the Hill District. I won't go to Hazelwood because big, growing up in the Hill, it's just not something you did. Ignorance on my part, but it's just not something you did. You know what I'm saying? It's just same thing with Homewood. Yeah, I'm right. So I, you know, as a child, grew up in the Hill District, but then as an adult, I moved to Hazelwood. I raised all of my kids in Hazelwood. I lived in Hazelwood for twenty something years. Well, somebody from the Hill, you'd be like, oh, I, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you from the Hill? Like, why you looking at them funny? Like, I love that. <laughs> it was a lot of mess, but you know, yeah. Um, here's where I think the answer to your which is a rivalry that started from nonsense, like so stupid. But go ahead. Nobody even knows what the rivalry was, but go ahead. <laughs> but I think the place that we start is within our own community, right? I was just about to say, first with us. Yeah. And it's the community first. But it's a challenge because we don't all, we're not all trying to do the same thing. Nope. Exactly. We're not all on the same page. We don't nope. all yeah. You know, and as, as, as hard as it is sometimes for white people to believe, we don't all, we're not monolithic we don't all believe at the same thing time and have the same yeah. want the same things for our community we are in a lot of ways very disconnected as a community right mm-hmm. and that is part of the issue is that we it, even when we say and right now this is a really good time to have this conversation politically speaking because that's where the power is whether we like it or not this is the the political oh. power that we have to get out, but not only vote, we have to understand what we're voting for. What we're voting for right. and who That's we're voting for in every election. In every election. And And having a strong yeah. understanding of what happens in these offices. Yeah. Right? So I can't call the mayor's office because I'm trying to get information about state funding. 
right? Or I can't call my state rep because somebody didn't pick up my garbage, right? Because that's, you know, that happens. Yeah. Happen where people are mad at, you know, I, I'll, I'll shout out my, my guy, Jake, Jake Wheatley, right? Jake, shout to Jake Wheatley. Shout out to Jake. That's Big Jake. Jakey Jake. Jakey but, Jake. But I've seen people going in on Jake because their garbage didn't get picked up. And I'm like, yeah. Jake, <laughs> like, so it's, there's a that's deep, a city. Yeah. There's a need to have an understanding of what these offices do. And, and I think, honestly, you know, that's one of the things that Catapult is going to be working on. Political education is really, really important because yes. folks, if we didn't learn anything about this November election, we have to see the power of our vote. Mm-hmm. The power of our vote is, is, is uh, it's unbelievable. The power. If we, we haven't have. seen that in this past election, if we have not seen that, or even in the election in 2016, then you need to get your eyes fixed because the black vote is very powerful. And I think think we kind of work in systems more than working. um, It's more of a system thing. Like we want something done, but we put it on a system instead of individually working to, you know, educating first. And then, but our vote is so important at a, a local, like just police chiefs, all that on up. That's, That's where the vote is. Yes. City council. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I work in advocacy. So I get a lot of people who will come to me and say, well, we need this. And could you go to Wheatley? Could you go to Lavelle? And could you do this? Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah. that's not where you want to go. But if I, if I can go there, but you live here and I don't. Yeah. So what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to like, I can tell you where to go. Like, I want to empower you. Yes. Mm-hmm. But we do we do so much in systems that we put it on somebody else. Well, they didn't do it, so it didn't get done. Yeah. That's and, not where the buck stops. And that's it. Uh, so, uh, that's so that's the piece, right? Educating our people, helping them understand that these local elections are crucial. They're yeah. Crucial. But then understanding, like, so we got some folks who are running for mayor right now. It is our responsibility to get in the spaces where they are where they are speaking and where they are telling us what their agenda is. Mm-hmm. Are they what are they focused on? What are they gonna do? What is it that they want to do for us if they get elected? We, and how are you going to do that? How are they gonna do it? Right? Mm-hmm. We just can't mm-hmm. say they're the man because they come to our bars and pour drinks, become yeah, right. bars for an hour. No, That's not just like going into a, a bad into a relationship, right? I'm mad because he didn't he don't know that I like roses on Thursday. Well, did I ever tell him that? Did you say that? Did I ever tell him because I can't hold somebody accountable for something that they never said they were going to do, right? Mm-hmm. Or what are my expectations for this person so that I can hold them accountable? And that is the role that we only we can take to these folks our agenda. Because what happens? What's going to happen? Let's just be clear. What's going to happen if one of these black men get into the mayor's seat? What's going to happen if we are not? Give me a bunch of mad white folks. (laughs) Well, everything comes on his back. We expect him to carry us for everything. It'll be a bunch of black folks too, though. If they are expecting something that he's not able to do. To do. Right? That's the same thing with the president. Exactly. They thought Obama was going to free us. It's just and like... You ever yeah. hear black folks who are mad at Obama? 
because they yeah. didn't realize that he couldn't go in there and wave a magic wand and fix all things. Yeah. Like, they could people like that. Even now with, you know, Joe Biden and stuff and Kamala Harris, we had this conversation uh, last week or whatever. We expected her to do all of this and that, but like, it doesn't work that way. That's you know, right. it, it, it does not work. It takes... Education um, is the key. Right. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that. And Tammy, we were down to our last five minutes because we have to uh, wrap up for Urban Media Today Talk Sports. But what what does Catapult do? What are the services or resources that you all provide? I know that it's here in, in Pittsburgh, but if you're listening in a different state, maybe you want to be involved. But tell us the services that you all provide and, and how can we get involved if so? Right. So thank you for asking. First of all, thank you for bringing me on. And I wish y'all could see. Of course. Kiki's glasses right now. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, so I'm gonna make this because we do a lot. I'll be, I'll be honest, we do a lot. But everything that we do is rooted in economic justice for primarily Black folks, right? Yeah. We understand, and I understand everything that I'm bringing to this organization is coming from my own personal experiences in generational poverty. I was born into deep, deep, deep generational poverty. I've been homeless. I've been hungry. I have been fighting and scratching to get from surviving to thriving practically my entire life. And what I learned along the way is that poverty is not just about how much money we have. Long-term exposure to poverty will impact you mentally and emotionally, and it has a way of preventing you from being able to recognize opportunity, right? So you can plop down a, a program in any neighborhood in the city. It might be a program that you have perfected and done all these amazing things to make it available to folks. But if people do not see this is an opportunity for them, it's not gonna matter. And mm. poverty has a way of convincing people that their current condition is all that they're ever gonna be and all they're ever gonna have. And we have to start from a, from a uh, practitioner perspective of people who are doing work to help get people out of poverty. We have mm -hmm. to recognize that there is a certain level of work that has to be done to help bring people out of their poverty trauma, to help mm -hmm. people be able to recognize self-sabotage and triggers and understanding our history, understanding that a lot of the policies and systems that exist were created to keep you exactly where you are and you still have to navigate it to get to the other side right mm. and so once you do that piece and that's a piece that we do that we call peer-to-peer -peer work where we work one-on-one um, -on -one with people and give them that space to learn and grow and heal in that manner and develop strong social capital so that they aren't doing this work on their own then you introduce wealth building opportunities such as home ownership and entrepreneurship and you guide them along the way and and motivate and inspire and connect them with these opportunities and continuously put these opportunities in front of them in a way that you recognize somebody's going to fall off because it's going to get good and one of the main things about any kind of trauma is you will revert backwards because this is where i'm comfortable even in my most discomfort, I'm comfortable here because I know how to navigate being poor. I know how to get $20. I can stretch $20 longer than anybody. That doesn't mean I enjoy being poor. Right, right. It means that this is how I've learned how to survive. And, yeah. so, and so in survival mode will make you think, 
this is all I can do. And I can't even think about that over there, but we've got to push people into thinking over there because that's where wealth building exists, right? Wealth building exists over there and we got to get people to that space. Let's so, push people over to your website. Yes. Because yes. we could be here and I want to learn so much, but folks need to visit your website and they need to get more information. So give us the details real quick so that we can okay. sign off and let these guys talk about sports. Perfect. You can check, uh, <laughs> Catapult Greater Pittsburgh at www.catapultpittsburgh spelled out dot org. Yes. Tammy, you're awesome. We love you so much. Don't Don't leave. Don't leave. (laughs) Reach out to us at the Hey Girl Hey Podcast at gmail.com or you can call us at 412-709-6130. Follow us on social media. You should already know where we are. If you don't, catch up later. I'm just going to say that because that's usually Jerry and, and LaShawn's, but they've been doing it. If you don't know how to catch up, then I'm sorry. Just, just, you, just will. you will. You right. will. I'm your radio chick, Kiki Brown. And I'm LaShawn, a chatter chick. <laughs> and I'm your millennial chick, Jerry. <laughs> and we have the catapult chick, Tammy The catapult Thompson. chick. The catapult chick. In the building. Tammy Thompson, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for watching and listening to the Hangar Hey Podcast on Urban Media today. You're listening to Urban Media Today Radio, your station for classic soul, R&B, old school hip hop, gospel, smooth jazz, and more. Listen online at urbanmediatoday.com or download the TuneIn, Live 365, or Urban Media Today Radio apps. They're free. So take us with you. It's Urban Media Today Radio.